Okay, and what's going on over there? Okay, lady. Me, my dad, and my brother, we're working on a truck in our backyard, and we have a big lot outside, right? Correct? Okay. We were working, and we just see in a corner of our eye something fall down from the sky, and it was with light, and when it hit down, it was like a big impact, and we felt it. We felt like an energy, and then, and then, and then we hear like a lot of footsteps n near us, and then we have a big, a big uh, equipment, and, and we see, and there's, a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh, in, in, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so just two, we terrify it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard. Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and and they're not human. They're 100 percent they're not human. Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today we're going to dive into what has been rocking the world. That's right, UFOs, aliens, disclosure, all of it today. With my special guest from the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour Podcast, Declassified Dave. Welcome back, dude. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to come back on a whole new, uh, a whole new hole. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been different, you know, but what's funny, I don't know. Oh, actually, I can't really say it right now because secrets. We're oh, no, I can't. Secrets today. I can, I can, I can. Well, because we're we're recording uh, today's the 20th, right? So on Friday, I'm releasing an episode where Jake actually comes back. Uh, not fully, but just like just to kind of guest for a little bit. And then he actually guests on two more episodes. Kind Dude, I got so much content right now. When we were like talking about it, I was like, "Yeah, we should we should get this going because uh, I'm in a good place right now. I'm actually going to go. I was I was releasing an episode every two weeks or every month. Then I went down to planning to do every two weeks. Then the ten days, just because I had a lot. And now I'm I'm I just changed all of my uh, my post dates to one week. So that's awesome. I'm actually squeezing this one in next week, next Friday. Yeah, cool. Uh, just because of the, the time sensitive subject, you know, um, because if I put you at the end of it, we'll be past that July, uh, information dump that's supposed to happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This stuff's coming a mile a minute. Yeah, man. So what's new with you, man? You got the new show up. Talk a little bit about that, dude. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with the other, uh, podcast. It was just something more of a passion project that I decided I was going to do. I wasn't really working other than working on Hush Hush Society. So I was like, ah, I got to get more creative. And about, you know, maybe 10 months ago, me and an old buddy were talking. Things didn't line up for six to seven months. And then we just kind of hit the, you know, hit the gas pedal and said, let's just let's just do this. It's all about music. Uh, him and I are both bass players. We both 
played uh in the Connecticut metalcore, you know, hardcore scene in the early to mid two thousands for about a decade and had our own separate endeavors uh with, with different bands. And uh we're just talking about stuff on the road, the stage, uh backstage, weird weird stuff, uh and then a ton of interviews with some people and uh the list is growing and there's a lot of content to be released and we're, right now i think we're uh gonna stay weekly right on dude it's pretty good cool. scene you've uh sold out toad's place like how many times bro? be honest uh i don't know if i've sold out toad's place but i've played toad's place Have twice. You? yeah dude i went to a mushroom head concert at, to- at toad's oh place. yeah oh what year was that <laughs> fuck if i know dude come on <laughs> No, dude, I have no idea. I mean, shit, I was probably uh, no, I can't think about it. it. It's I had to be like a sophomore in high school, so it must have been like two thousand two, two thousand three ish, right? In that in that time frame, probably might have been there. I might have been there. My friend yeah. was really big into that band. I remember seeing Mushroomhead. I don't remember if it was the Webster Theater or if it was the uh, or Toad's Place or the Oakdale or one of the other ones, but well, it was definitely in CT. I used to go to Toad's Place because that was easy to sneak into. But uh, the reason why I ask, man, uh, is because the listeners here on the Infinite Rabbit Hole will be familiar with a voice on one of your episodes, right? You had Wes on. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a great episode. He got to talk about some of his fun endeavors, and we talked about a very famous photo about him yes. on a, a jet engine playing a guitar, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it's cool to connect, you know, people that I met doing – everything conspiracy related with uh with my two brethren from hush hush uh and actually using some of those uh some of those folks to be a part of a different project in this you know similar uh creative endeavors that we all have and wes is a wes is a cool dude and there's some other people uh that have been on this show that are going to be coming on our show at some point so just uh it's kind of an endless topic music and uh we really wanted to get centered with people uh that uh are involved currently because of all the crazy times and what happened you know over the course of a couple of years with uh what it must have been like to be a touring musician and that's your livelihood so there's yeah. a, a lot of that and just endless you know you can have a episode on guitar pedals you know and <laughs> which you did yeah, well, that's just one of <laughs> one of many ideas. So there's a uh, no shortage of ideas, and that show is pure fun. Uh, it's super easy since I've been a little bit weathered uh, and experienced of doing podcasting for almost three years now um, with Hush Hush. But that show is lots of fun. Hush Hush Society is trucking along. Yeah. We are. Uh, having a great time and have had some, I think the last 20 episodes have been extremely solid. We've been enjoying them. We've been enjoying the feedback and, uh, our season nine coming up is going to geez, season slap. nine already, huh? Yeah. That's not soon. Yeah. Beating a dead horse. Cause I know a lot of the listeners here, they, they know the story, right? We, we started at the same time. Hush, hush took off like a fucking rocket. Not gonna lie. A little, little on the jealous side, but that's okay. Still love you guys, but it, it's extremely impressive what you guys are doing. Extremely, like thank you. it's fucking great. And you know, I'm just uh, just want to say thank you for 
take us a time out and come to come to hang out with the little people every once in a while, man. It's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, it's not little people. We're colleagues. Everybody's, you know, we're all the same. He's taking care of his community service today, everybody. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, we, we have no, we don't think anything that we're doing is very impressive. We're, we're definitely proud of the effort that we put into the show and it realistically is pure fun. We're not, we don't make money off the show. Um, we just do it because we enjoy bringing this type of content to people and it's, uh, it's opened a huge, a huge network and world for us to, to just meet people and actually make like real friends out of it. So it's been, it's been a cool process and uh, we we're trucking. We got some milestones coming up. We got three year anniversary in a month and a half or so. It's so funny. You say this stuff, man. And then it's like, yep, mine's right there too. Yep. Yeah. We were like a week, yeah. a week or so, nine days or so away from each other from what we all started uploading on Spotify. So yeah, something, something along those lines, man. Fucking yep. nuts, dude. No, congratulations, man. You guys are, are blowing it out of the water, man. I'm very proud Thank of you. you guys. Very, very it's proud. About of you to guys. get weirder. So really? I, I hope everybody enjoys it. Yeah. We're we're um we've decided to I don't wanna without talking to them disclose too much, but yeah, it does it doesn't uh we're 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 going for topics that have been no pun intended been hushed more recently. So we're Ooh. we're gonna Ooh. Yeah. And yeah you know, and some out there stuff, you know, we've, we've expanded a little bit, you know, we're, we're getting into true crime and, uh, serial killers and, uh, more paranormal ghost stuff on top of it. On top of it, we haven't done a cryptid episode in a year. So we're trying to get back into that too. And not sure how to fit it into the show. If we want to replace a conspiracy episode with a cryptid episode. Uh, but it's just all, we're very, uh, very busy cognitively on what we're doing and trying to keep the parts moving and people really engaged. But the next stuff is going to be uh, very, uh, I guess more topics that are in the news from, mm. from my perspective, from what gonna, I can see. Going to ruffle some feathers, huh? Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. The world needs we're, it. We're about <laughs> it. Good stuff, dude. Good stuff. All right, man, let's, uh, let's start giving these guys what they came here for. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. So uh, I was kind of explaining to Dave a little earlier that I have four topics that I want to talk about today. And basically this this episode's coming out quick, not as quick as I really would have preferred it to come out, uh, just because the information that I'm going to be putting out today kind of been out there for a little while. Better late than never. So first thing we're going to talk about is this NASA thing. Before I spit it all out, you know what this is, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. NASA, the NASA stuff, I'm the least familiar with with all four topics, but I've been following it, you know, pretty not loosely, but Sweet. anytime I see something, I'm watching it. All right, so jump right in. All right, on the last day of April, the North American Space Agency, aka NASA, held an hour long televised briefing on the existence of UFOs or what they are now calling UAPs. The panel included 16 scientists and a few other selected experts for the public hearing that acted as an appetizer to this quote-unquote final report that we should be getting in late July. So what came of this big showing of brains and science? Well, we did learn that according to them, NASA receives between 50 and 100 new reports monthly, in which they believe somewhere between 2 to 5% may be unidentifiable. They are compiling a massive amount of data to sift through, 
and there have been 144 reports from military pilots as of 2021. Sorry, we couldn't get a more recent number. That's the number that they put out during the the conference here. The panel did not rule out the possibility of some UAPs being extraterrestrial in nature, something that they refer to as their quote-unquote collection apparatus, which is most likely a satellite or a network of satellites in low orbit around Earth, is what they use to investigate the UAP reports in real time. The problem they stated with releasing this footage is that a very large portion of this evidence is from the top down looking onto private property. They say that there are legal issues with sharing such media without written consent and another reason being that they do not wish to create panic in local areas. In one particular case, there was a set of pilots in one craft off the coast of Virginia Beach believed that they flew past a UFO, turned around to get a better look, and realized that what they saw was a balloon with a depiction of Bart Simpson on it. Yes, it's true that we did not get a ton of information from this highly anticipated event, but one thing I would like to point out is that whether or not this is a distraction, this is something that we all have been wanting. A lot are complaining about what it was that was discussed, but my questions to the community are, what did you expect out of a preliminary briefing? And is there anything that they could have said that would have made you happy? So basically, going into, you know, these, uh, a lot of, lot of times, right? Facebook, Twitter, uh, even TikTok, right? You get yeah. these people that are talking about this stuff and they're complaining. They're complaining about, uh, oh, man, this is just a, a distraction. This, these are shiny keys that they're dangling over here so that we can, they can do something over here to the other side. Man, <sighs> Let me get let me get your initial thoughts on this first. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's it if it's a complete reality. I think it's it's good for them to be involved uh, since they allegedly would have a very big database of knowledge of other you know said craft or UAPs or whatever we want to call them. My my first thought too is I heard uh recently um that I believe I believe it was Stephen Greer that said it, but there's a difference between UAPs and UFOs. Hmm. And the big difference is UAPs is like a no, it was uh who's the guy that used to work for the Pentagon? Was it Travis Taylor? He's on that Skinwalker Ranch show. Mm, yes, that's the guy. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's that's who said it. He said there's a difference between UAPs and UFOs. UFOs are unidentified flying objects; they're physical objects, and UAPs are phenomena. So where you might mm. see a distortion or what people will say a portal or whatnot. Hmm. So there is a difference, and I think a lot of people have now lumped in UAPs to just being UFOs. That's definitely how they talk about it. Yeah, and. It feels like there's a lot of wordplay here. And I mean, simultaneously, obviously, you're going to talk about it in a little bit. It, there's stuff with Congress, too, which is a whole separate entity from from NASA. Uh, NASA says that they have months of data to go through. But it was a pretty underwhelming hearing or you know briefing or whatever it was. There were some people that said that this is not extraterrestrial, even though there's whistleblower after whistleblower after whistleblower. I think there's like right. 700 plus accounts now of people saying that this stuff is legitimate, you know, to a degree. I, I had a couple questions for you, but I'm going to save them for the end uh, or closer to the end because I, 
either way, I'm just going to end up asking the same questions over and over and over again because all four of these topics they're they're very tightly knit together. Yeah, that's kind of you know how this episode was built. You know, there's these four things that happened. Well, one thing that does coincide with that I actually just thought about it since you mentioned it when in your introduction, uh, April 30th, mm-hmm. uh, the end of April, isn't that very close to this Las Vegas event? Cause it was like May 1st. It was like actually right, right there. It, it was April 30th at 1150 PM. Huh? Yep. The 911 call came in at 1150 PM. And, they had the hearing the same day. They had the hearing the same day. And. Uh, hold on. I don't want to fuck up here. <laughs> I don't want to put out the wrong information here. Um, something else happened that day, too. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm sure it'll come to me. And then, you know, we'll talk about it then. Yeah. But um, the reason why I did the NASA one first is I felt like that one was probably the one with the least amount of talking points. Like you were saying probably the least eventful they did an hour worth of uh just talking like science heads yeah right? and they're not discrediting their their work uh and what they want to achieve but they do say that it's their obligation and the nation's obligation to determine whether this phenomena pose any potential risk to airspace safety so mm-hmm. it'd be you know whether that be military commercial you know right uh so one of the questions that was asked to the panel was, could these be of extraterrestrial origin? And they did say that they can't rule it out. Yeah. They also didn't say that they believed that it could be as well. Very, very, very cryptic. But here's, here's the thing, right? Is I'm, you know, I'm watching all these videos and I'm, I'm going to these, these Facebook groups and stuff. uh, And you're just hearing people bad mouth, bad mouth, bad mouth. Right. Uh, And that's where kind of my question comes from is what could they have said to where they weren't going to get bad mouth? Like when would it be the appropriate time and what would be the appropriate content that they could have put out where people wouldn't have been just saying that this was all a a ruse and, and, you know, like they're talking to us like, like we're stupid or, or whatever. I mean, I don't think there is a, a, a place in time and the amount of information that they could put out where people are going to believe it. Because even if NASA said, yeah, you know what? These are extraterrestrial beings. Uh, we've, we've talked to them. We've got a couple of back at, back at the crib. Uh, people would still be calling them fucking liars. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's been proven weird things in, within the organization. I mean, the yeah, inception oh, of the organization man. itself is Warner uh, von Braun, right? Yeah. It's its own story. Um, I think, for any agency clearly clearly nasa is not briefed on the clandestine black projects that are happening behind even congress the president you know and most of the military shit um, i don't think the congress and the president are disclosed on a lot of this shit no and also- and i think i think if all of those facets you have if all of the military the white house congress the pen even parts of the pentagon that are not involved if they're not involved and not not in the need to know of whatever these projects are, as Stephen Greer would say, they're illegal projects. Uh, they how how could they disclose that? I mean, realistically, like we we would all love to hear. Yes, we have this, and we're being contacted by this. We know where where they're from. 
but I've been thinking a lot about it recently, how I would feel. It wouldn't diminish me as a person. That's like the biggest thing is like, well, we are definitely, I'm driving my combustion engine yeah. car and these guys are drifting from galaxy to galaxy like it's nobody's business. <laughs> and that makes me feel pretty like some garbage monkey that's trying to get to the top branch. You know, it's, it's, it, I think it would be astronomically catastrophic for our society the way it is now for them to fully just say all of this because you're you're literally saying that we are maybe not even a mid-branch animal you know and right. that would just that would just rip the fabric of our society when it comes to religion politics economics and i think just quote Stephen Greer again he said that you know if you use like these certain energy these certain technologies that they allegedly have uh that it would you know it would destroy the one oil industry it would destroy uh like public services so you wouldn't be getting price gouged to have electricity uh and it would it would take away surface roads so massive you know asphalt industry massive 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 money makers and mm -hmm. it would just on top of if we if they have 100 yes there are 60 blah 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 beings that are visiting us right now we know about all of them and we have some of their stuff some of it's ours we remade it some of it's not there'd be you think we had bad riots in 2020 <laughs> it'd be crazy it, it it's actually like re it's actually reinvigorated my thought process on survival in a post-apocalypse could we generate our own post-apocalypse by saying aliens exist even though they already have in a way so it's it's a weird it's been a weird five years it it has been and you know i want to i want to be clear because I, I think i kind of came off as like a as as what our <laughs> our famed uh commenter has called us sh a shill kind of mm. kind of came off a little shilly there um I am not taking NASA's side on this whatsoever. Like oh, at all. No. I, I think they're a crock of shit, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just my my opinion. But um, the reality of it is, is just like you were saying, they have to put it out in a trickle if they're yeah. going to put it out at all. Uh, it can't be just a, a massive information dump. Could you imagine if everybody on this world found out that we're the ants? Right. So yeah. from, from our point of view, we don't pay attention to ants or bugs or anything right we just walk about and their their existence is is nil dude we don't pay attention to them right yeah our technology is far more greater than than ants are and why would we ever share it it rips your uh consciousness a part of it because you're like oh all of the hobbies i have the loves that i have the music i listen to the food i love to eat it means nothing compared nothing. to something like that so yeah right. it would uh it would destroy a lot especially especially in our society which is so at least in america fragmented and like very very fragile right now <laughs> yes very all right let's uh let's move on because we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about uh probably with this next one this is probably i would say the second biggest topic that we're going to talk about today uh, then we're going to jump into another one that we're going to end with the biggest one, I believe. Uh, so we're going to jump right into uh, David Grush. 
So earlier this month, June 2023, for those that are listening in the future, a veteran of the U.S. Air Force and NGA, or National Geospatial Agency, came out to the public and Congress about what he claims is the truth about U.S. government and their almost century-long cover-up of their knowledge and possession of both unidentified craft of unknown origin and extraterrestrial bodies. This man's name is David Grush, and he has set waves throughout the world and seems to have created a starting point for disclosure of both alien life visiting Earth and the truth about what those things in the sky that we have been witnessing for seemingly forever. But with every layer of deceit that gets uncovered, more questions arise as the public splits their opinions on whether this is a way for the government to get us to look at the shiny keys as they conduct something far more sinister in the other direction, or if this is truly a step in the right direction when it comes to disclosure. In his claims, Grush describes, quote, partially intact vehicles and a hidden race between countries to identify UFOs beginning in the era of the Cold War. And before you even ask, no, he is not alone. Since the whistleblower has come forward, many more with similar backgrounds have unloaded their own knowledge. And since many have verified claims of their counterparts, the changes of this actually being something of substance seem strong. Jonathan Gray, being one of such members of importance, is an intelligence officer who has been quoted saying, quote, The non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States either. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. Another whistleblower, Carl Nell, a retired army colonel, says this about David Grush and his claims. Quote, his assertion concerning the existence of a terrestrial arms race occurring sub rosa over the past 80 years focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origins is fundamentally correct as is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligences. With literally thousands of amateur UFO videos easily accessed on multiple platforms, it has always been my personal belief that something has to be to blame for them. And Grush offers the explanation that the U.S. government does in fact have possession of multiple craft of, quote, non-human origin. And with non-human craft, there must be non-human pilots, right? Well, Grush has an answer for that as well, and claims that this is not one single isolated incident, but rather something that has been continually happening since at least the 1940s, and the U.S. government has several craft and bodies in their possession. And the government has spent unfathomable amounts of money covering it all up for the public. A few more notable pieces of information from Grush and his cohorts have broken the surface since the initial flow of information began. Info such as, yes, they are alien, but not from space. They are from other dimensions, and they may have squeaked through during particle collision ex experiments. And one such craft that the government has is as large as a football field inside. Since his initial claims, the topic of UFOs and extraterrestrials has flooded newsrooms, online forums, podcasts, and any other form of media you can think of. The whole world seems to be reacting, and waiting for the next wave of information. All right, Dave, go ahead, man. Say things. I wish everyone was ready, but if you still walk up to a random person and say, what do you, you know, just go on your, go on your, uh, go on like a public Facebook thing and be like, so thoughts on UFOs, and you'll get a lot of, a lot of hate still, a lot of stigma. Uh, the fact that it's being talked about by everybody. Uh, Grush is, is a very interesting person because, uh, Initially, I had overheard 
conversing with some other podcasts that uh, Jeremy Corbell and uh, George Knapp didn't want to touch this, but it came out last week that they knew about this for like 16 months already. Yeah. They had already done an audio interview and uh, this guy, David, he, he, he's, he feared for his life, you know, with some of the stuff that he was coming out and saying, uh, a lot of it kind of has some similar parallels to Bob Lazar's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he definitively said and stated that there's definitely bodies deceased, at least deceased and them being allegedly from another dimension. That's a very interesting point that a lot of this, this type of UFO activity showed up when we started ripping the atom. We just did an Operation Fishbowl episode, and it was very interesting because we were trying to figure out why they would blow nukes off in the upper atmosphere. EMPs. And a, 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 most most of it had to do with they were trying to rip through the firmament, which is an interesting take. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't explain the amount of artwork in other centuries with these objects shown in it. So we didn't have nukes in the 1400s. So that can't be the only reason they must've been here already. And if they're interdimensional and we're able to, you know, use EMPs because every explosion like that, like a nuclear bomb definitely cause uh, electromagnetic pulses. And that can uh, really shift things. I was listening to an interview on, it was a random UFO podcast. Uh, forget the name. Sorry, dude. Uh, but I was listening to an interview that they had posted uh, from someone at some panel. I think it was a recent panel. It might have been the same one that Greer was at recently. I for, I don't remember exactly where that was. Um, but they he had said that the United States, at least since the 50s or 60s or so, had uh, weaponry that were directionally emp so they can knock these craft out of the sky easy like easy peasy without having to use rockets which would you know really make the 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 boasting of the the chinese weather balloon kind of funny (laughs) uh even more funny uh but this this is a i want to believe so bad that there's something else um because maybe my ego is not involved in that but this guy's claims are huge. And there are 751 other people that are on our uh, semi-redacted list that have come out and said, maybe not similar, but very, very, you know, close accounts. So it's, uh, and you had mentioned, you just mentioned um, they have a retrieval program. Allegedly 122 retrievals have happened. Mm-hmm since 19 at least 1947 right so it's it's supposedly supposedly they have you know a lot of a lot of debris right a lot of crashing crash debris but there's also i was reading six to seven uh grush grush or grush i think i called him grush Grush. whatever i believe it's grush he's a good guy whoever he is he was saying something about six to seven fully intact and operational the thing about this guy I don't know exactly what to think of him yet. I just don't, right? A lot of this is just super convenient, right? He let go of this information in the last week of April. And immediately after that, we get the what we're going to talk about in the last segment of the show. Uh, and then we get the, the NASA panel, 
And then immediately after that, you have Greer's uh, thing that we'll, we're actually going to talk about that next. Yeah. Uh, very, very short. I don't have a lot on that. Uh, just, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that after that segment. But um, a lot of people, a lot of people are putting a lot of weight into him being part of the government and coming out and they just don't trust it. And, you know, I just want to say, stop. You know, I understand where you're coming from. Because I also did uh, read a little bit about his uh, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell conversation, if you will. He needed to either shut his mouth or come out so far that he's safe. Yeah. Right? Because if, if he starts trickling out information, this is how people get unalived. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is how they get Clinton. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... It, he had to come out and be so public about it. He had to, he had to go to Congress. He had to go to the, the media. He had to go to Jeremy and, and be like, yo dude, this is what's up. So that alone, I don't know, man, it's, it's such a, it's a rock and a hard place whether or not you're going to believe him or not. But the way he did it is the way you should do it. And I think people are penalizing him for that. I think what you need to do is you need to take a look at the contents that he put out. Yes, there's no photographic proof. There's no video proof. There's no DNA evidence. There's no nothing. Okay. We're all going off of what he said. But the simple fact that he's coming out and wave after wave after wave of people are coming out either confirming what David is saying or coming out with their own stuff, that's along the same lines and it's very it's intense how similar some of this information is you know some people are in different projects no idea where where grush was you know i don't know exactly what he was doing but i can tell you one thing is being you know ex-military that there are things that i would do that nobody else would have an idea that i was doing and i the same thing you know vice versa and it could be just something as simple simple as me working on an aircraft you know, uh, me and my squadron are working on the H-60 helicopters in Norfolk, Virginia. And then there's another group of people over in San Diego doing the same thing on a different H-60 helicopter. And we don't know what they're fucking doing. And then I think people put too much into, well, the, the stories don't match up. Well, you know, I mean, put it, look at look at it this way. I mean, if you look at the corporation of McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? Can do you know what's going on at all the other McDonald's? If no, you were working our franchise, <laughs> right? I mean, let's, let's just let's just be honest, man. So yeah, of course the stories aren't going to match up. They're not going to, right? But what you want to look for is the similarities. You want to look for okay, well this person's talking about this, and somebody else who claims to be part of a completely different thing is also talking about something pretty similar. Another person who says, yeah, I, dude, I I know David, I know him. Uh, and yeah, I can guarantee that what he's telling you is the truth. Well, maybe, maybe put a little bit into that. That's just what I'm saying. You know, I think people are too quick to, to jump the gun on some things and, and they're not stopping and thinking about this kind of stuff. A lot of people have to kind of put yourself in his shoes, uh, allegedly to, to, to his story and his account. He just got so fed up and I believe he worked at the national reconnaissance office. So like he was, he was, I don't know where that actual office is. Uh, I should. Uh, but he got fed up and pretty much, I mean, I, I guess quit, I guess you could say, and then just knew kind of what Lazar said. If he didn't go to the media, he was a dead man. Yeah. And uh, and if he walked out with, you know, he, he probably has 
sensitive material. He probably has physical material, whether it be pictures and uh, at at least documents um, where he can, you know, if he has that on his persons. And like you said, you start trickling that one document gets leaked here and it ends up on Reddit. It's going to get traced and he's going to end up not making it home one day. So Mm -hmm. I think it's the best insurance policy. And I think that could be why there's so many that are popping up. Uh, there's been a couple, you know, a couple more in the last couple weeks since he came out. And I mean, not everybody could be telling the truth. There's a lot of clout chasing in 2023. Oh, so absolutely. You know, it's it, it could be somebody could just be fabricating what they're saying. But but this guy's saying goes along the lines with a lot of what a lot of other people are saying, whether they're even ex-military. I mean, some people are. You know, like Stephen Greer, uh, we talked to Nick Pope. Nick Pope did not want to talk. He did not want to disclose things. He made it very I clear. I can't that believe things... you had a chance to talk to Nick Pope. Dude. Yeah, that was it was phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal conversation. Um, I would have loved to have had more time with him. Uh, but he, you know, we would ask him certain questions and he was like, I, I want to tell you, but I can't, you know, and that was that was definitive enough that there's at least something happening at least within his own government and he's he lives in the united states so he's you know he knows all the stuff that's probably going on here being a part of the crew that he's a part of so talking to some of those people and then hearing this guy's claims and everybody pooped on bob lazar for so long they're like this guy's full of crap you know he's saying all this stuff and some people confirm certain things that he said uh but with with david grush i think he did what he had to do. And if for the people complaining, if he did what he had to do to save his self himself, he did it for a better cause because we're about to get some serious leaks. And if for all the, the psyop people that are saying this is a complete psyop, they're, they're, you know, pushing this and pushing that. Why would, why would there be documentaries and why would podcasts be allowed to say this information? I think it's because they've lost fucking hold of it. I think I think there's they don't know how to go forward with this because it's not only United States, it's other governments, Canada, the the Canada is even more compartmentalized. There's like a handful of people in Canada that know uh, the truth. And in here, there's so many people working on so many different types of access projects that they're, you know, they're ready to ready to speak up the it would be the. I hate to say it, it would be, it'd be a bigger cover up than nine eleven, uh, <laughs> you know, but it'd be it'd be the greatest cover up and the greatest sham in the history of the human race if this is all been fabricated to get us to look certain ways and to start believing in who science fiction is actually real. Uh, I, I really think that. Just coming coming from an we're both Americans and living in our country and different parts of our country, I, I don't think people receive that information too well. I think they want it, but I don't think that they want it because if you had the knowledge this guy had, and think about that, think about that eating in your gut every day for years and years, like. You can't tell a soul. You can't tell your girlfriend. You can't tell your your wife. You can't tell your family. You can't tell anybody, no matter how drunk you are, no matter, you know, like you mm-hmm. can't say anything. 
And then to just get to a point to being like, well, if I quit, then I'm not a part of that, you know, allegedly, you know, you're not a part of that, you know, the contracts that you're in. So you just spit it and and run. So for people criticizing this guy, yes, it could all, it could be, it, it could be, some of it could be fanciful. I doubt it because this guy's got a real record in the military and people vouch for him already. So it's, it's, that's big. You know, it's even, it's even more compelling evidence than this, than the stuff that Bob Lazar said, because mm-hmm. there's some people that are like, yeah, I know him, but his records were wiped. So we have, you know, nothing to go off. At least we have pictures and, and, and not even pictures, his record, his service record is, is right there. So something's going on to where they're allowing it to happen. And I think it's because I think people think that Big Brother is actually looking over the shoulder all the time. But I think a lot of information just gets out in the public because the Internet of Things and the, and the world we live in is just too big for them to control everything. Yeah. I agree, man. I 100% agree. All right, let's uh let's move on to this little topic here, and then we'll, we'll end it with a bang, bang, bang. So we've been talking a lot about uh, Doctor Stephen Greer. So let's go ahead and jump right into his uh, conference. So an, another conference that the community is a buzz about is the one that was held by the famed Doctor Stephen Greer, once medical physician turned ufologist. The event was streamed online and lasted a little over four hours, and it was a man by the name of Eric Heckler who stole the show. Heckler announced that the South Pole's Amundsen-Scott Station, operated by the United States National Science Foundation, is actually a, quote, air traffic control for aliens. He described that in 2010, the U.S. Aerospace Agency, known as Raytheon, hired him as a contractor at the research center. He painted a terrific picture of a facility that was already awe-inspiring with the technology it showed on the surface, but it was the neutrino ray technology that the station used to communicate with quote-unquote exotic craft from outer space. Now, just for knowledge sakes, uh, neutrino rays a.k.a. ghost particles, are tiny subatomic particles in nature capable of passing through anything as if it wasn't there. The particles literally just do not touch. They don't They don't uh, do anything with other particles. Uh, basically, like they're ignoring them. And even though they are the most mysterious, they are the most abundant particle in the universe. These neutrino rays are produced by, quote-unquote, digital optical modules a mile under the station, and look like a powerful green laser pointing to space when operated. This conference was kicked off completely because of the previous mentioned David Grush whistleblowing. So uh, I didn't put a ton of information in this because um, everyone's dissected this. Everyone has dissected this. And I'm going to be honest with you. This was a bunch of ufologists. Right. Nothing against ufologists. I think they do a you know a, a cool thing and I'm actually jealous of their job. Um but the the community that I associate myself with uh tends to have some of the biggest crackpots too. I'm not saying that everybody at Greer's uh thing that he was holding is crackpots are are crackpots uh but what i'm saying is is that every one of them 
except for a select few, were amateurs. Okay? I'm an amateur. If I showed up to this thing and I started spewing off UFO facts, I'm nobody that you should be taking your information from. Okay? Um, I'm a guy who does a podcast, and that's the kind of people that were showing up there. Um, This was also a thing that was held online where people that were online were able to speak and present how do you feel about Stephen Greer let me ask you that I'm indifferent I I can't tell I don't want to throw shade at him and say that this guy's a grifter but but a lot of the things Mm. there's a lot of things that I want to watch that he's produced and I already have the subscription to the service and now I have to pay an extra twenty dollars to watch what he what he what he puts out which is that type of paywall that's personal uh, but I, I think he, if he's, he's got a lot of claims, uh, you know, you have the serious account that he has with that, that, what is it? A 12 or six inch little being that he, he claims was a, a being he's got, uh, a, a few other, uh, programs that he's made, but I did get to listen to a portion of his stuff and I still don't know about him. I, I really if he's telling the truth, he's very knowledgeable. And I have, and, and he does say openly that he's been attempts at his life, which would make me believe if he is saying this type of stuff, a lot of it is really out there, like dude. really out there. Um, yeah. Like, like the, the, the close encounters of the fifth, fifth or something. He has like ETs of the fifth kind, some documentary where they're like telekinetically channeling, around a campfire UFOs, which was very, I mean, you can doctor any, any type of uh, reality television show or any type of TV with film. Uh, But his speech at one of these conferences was very interesting. Uh, And he, he does talk about multiple things that kind of like, I don't want to say it's made me like jump a certain way, but it made me raise my eyebrow and look a different direction on some of the things that he says, where some of the things that we see are actually either a, a, a drone that's man, man, a man recreation. I, I don't think he ever doubts or says that these things are just developed organically by us. We've, we've definitely reverse engineered something. And then some of them, are actual ETs. The one thing that he's gotten the most flack from about this stuff is his softness of saying all the ET UFOs, UAPs, yeah. are all non-hostile. Allegedly saying 60-something races. But the ones that are reverse-engineered by man are hostile to national security because if other countries get them, obviously we, we <laughs> are very good at blowing ourselves up. So it's it's uh they're blowing each other up you know we're, we're we're good at that uh and that would be one really weird thing to know that it, all of these alleged races are non-hostile but he does make a fair point in his speech where he does say if they have the technology to do what they're doing they could just delete our space time like that if they really wanted to they didn't have to use like an Independence Day, big laser beams and blow up the Empire State Building. You know, they wouldn't do it conventionally. They could just literally turn our space time off and just vaporize. It'd be, we'd be done in 
like a pest control, just spraying an anthill, <laughs> just it, completely eliminating their reality, our reality. I don't know if I believe that the intentions, I don't, I don't think we can ever, unless you've spoken to an alien, you can't say the intentions of what ET is, let alone multiple species from multiple star systems on evolutionary paths and different technologies. And do they have ethics and morals? And, but if they are that advanced, then they would have advanced, they would have advanced past the, this guy's staring at me. I want to fight. Aspect. Right. So, you know, it's <laughs> we're very primitive still. <laughs> we're good for that. We're good for that. <laughs> yeah. Bang on our chest, uh, you know, like that's what we do. Yo, bro, what are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> the dude's looking at me funny and and we get mad at that. We we uh we get angry at really ridiculous stuff and uh so I don't think that they would concern us. I think that if our planet is as special as we've come to believe uh that you know it's like going to the san diego zoo it's world renowned why wouldn't Mm -hmm. it be galactically renowned that this is this is an oasis where you can go or and a lot of them could be from here like you said in the beginning of this episode the interdimensional uh but there's like you said there's a lot of crackpots i i I don't want to i don't want to talk shit but len caston i i read uh dark fleet and the entire book was cited in all the in all the factual information was cited from Wikipedia, and I don't know how <laughs> much I can believe that uh, stuff. I, the secret space program, you know, the Galactic Federation, all that stuff. It could very well be real, but I think that might be the psyop. And what we're dealing with is something far stranger than the the government that has no knowledge of it can even explain. And I think that's where we're at. Is the public's got their shoulders up. The government's got their shoulders up. The military's got their shoulders up. And then there's a group of people that we all may be nameless, that we all talk about, that knows what's up. Mm-hmm. So Greer, I don't know. I, if, if, he's, if he's telling the truth, the guy's, the guy's a special individual. If he's full of shit, he's a special individual on another another spectrum you know he's an asshole like that's yeah it's so hard being in the position where people come to you and they ask you what do you think about this kind of stuff uh i don't know how many people you get reaching out to you but uh i have i mean i get quite a lot of emails man or or private messages on facebook from people who want to share like their top secret experiences Mm -hmm. or whatever right it happens and i got quite a bit it's just it, it's tough to be able to answer their questions and Stephen Greer is one of the ones that's extremely tough because he's not an idiot at all the guy is really fucking smart yeah and the guy knows how to talk and he knows how to think he's intelligent and that's the thing that kind of you know it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a weird one because it's also the same for the opposite side of the spectrum for me too where if somebody wasn't so intelligent and wasn't able to speak as well and they're coming up with all this stuff, uh, you know, you look for these little cues of uh, of ignorance, right? Mm. And you can't find that in Steve. You, you just can't. But because he's so smart, because he's so well at speaking, I don't know, man. I mean, you look at someone like that and you got to think that this dude could probably come up with a Hollywood script right off the, right off the bat. 
yeah you know we were like hey man uh give me a script on atlantis right now boom and i bet you he can throw up some bullshit that's where i kind of halt with him and i just don't know how to answer the question when it comes to hey what do you think about steven greer it's a loaded question because the dude's out there he's out there he's in the public eye mm-hmm. and he's making a ton of fucking money from it yep um and he's really smart and you would think that somebody that makes that kind of money because you know, let's be honest uh the guy's not a doctor anymore he's a ufologist yeah okay uh there there's something to say for the amount of money that this guy can be making i don't know what it costs to get him on your show right i'm sure it's probably not cheap <laughs> uh probably not yeah, yeah probably not but he also strikes me as a guy that's going to charge you per 10 minutes per minute per hour you know uh it's gonna be something hefty and yeah, i don't know we've paid we've paid for some people and yeah you know it's respectable pay you know and it's i'm always i'm always i mean i understand that you know if you're in that position and you can make money off of it do it i mean i would i'm not gonna lie yeah, to you i would you too. know <laughs> Absolutely. um but you mix that with how intelligent he is i don't know man he could be just scamming all of us you never know i um, used to feel that way about uh corbell but now yeah. i'm just like he's he's a very uh very intelligent filmmaker and has figured a niche but him putting himself in that position got him the access to the people that he's getting. You know, if he didn't, right. if he wasn't doing anything on UFOs or Skinwalker Ranch or any of that, he would not be talking to the people that he's talking to. He would, he would just be an artist, you know? So I think he got himself involved in that. And that's a very smart play because I'm sure he's making good money off of oh, yeah. the stuff that he does. Um, well, he's a huge name now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I guess we, you have to, it's kind of like the same thing when you're, when you're, when a band that you really like just blows up and starts, you know, they go from stages, small stages to arenas and you're like, oh, they sold out. I mean, sleep token. Yeah. (laughs) They're, they're blowing the fuck up, dude. I know there's, there's bands that just explode and people, people, people are like, oh, they did this or they did that to make money. I mean, you asked the question a minute ago, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, if you're doing something like that. And I think these guys are uh, very similar to, they get very similar treatment and it's very similar to where you you hit something and now you're popular. And I think it's good to have these guys out there talking in the mainstream. You're seeing it on mainstream streaming services. And there's some out there stuff on some of these like amazon prime has some wild (laughs) et documentaries and like there's like a whole series if you can get through it the way it's produced it's it's tough to get through but if you can get through a five part of et's among us it's 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 a crazy documentary if it's all real then there's some stuff that's like it's a little bit more theatrical but uh, you know I guess if they are telling the truth, all of these people, more power to them to be able to make money off of something like this. Because, I mean, like you said, if I could make money off of researching UFOs, I would totally do that. Oh, yeah, totally. 100%. 100%. I do exactly what the man's doing. 
Uh, all right, let's move on. We're over an hour already, so let's uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get this last one out because I know we're going to talk about this for for a decent amount. Um, let's talk about the Vegas aliens. So, an incredible nine one one call heard around the world came from Las Vegas, Nevada, on April thirtieth of twenty twenty three, literally minutes before midnight. Quote. There's like an eight foot person beside it and another one is inside it and it has big eyes and it's looking at us and it's still there. This line refers to a supposed UFO landing in a residential yard, backyard, and multiple tall aliens walking out within the line of sight of the caller. Quote, I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually, we're terrified. They look like aliens and they're not human. hundred percent, they're not human. The event gets even stranger and more believable as a police officer calls into dispatch claiming to have a recording of a UFO on his body camera in the sky shortly before the call was placed. The officers that respond to the call were very willing to arrive and investigate due to the call over the dispatch and curiosity running wild. What is important to know is that it's not just the Las Vegas Metro Police that are taking this seriously but there's a few three-letter agencies that are also peering into the event. So not a very big write-up there, uh, Dave, but, I mean, I would be pretty damn surprised if any of the listeners of the Infinite Rabbit Hole haven't heard of this fucking story. Nah, if you haven't, you're you're trapped in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is everywhere right now. This is huge. This is... We probably could have done this whole episode just on this, to be honest with you. Yeah, and there's lots of visual aspects to this this uh, account on multiple facets between Las Vegas police and the homeowners and the people that were, you know, the people that were recording and actually made the call. This is one of the events that podcasters or whatever the fucking future of this whole thing is. In 30 years, they're going to be reading books on this event, presenting it like we do here on the Infinite Rabbit Hole. This is one of those events, okay? It happened. Literally just three weeks ago, uh, we had one of the events like, I mean, shit, uh, the Kecksburg UFO incident. I, I would say Roswell, but it wasn't. It, some some people are saying that this thing crashed in this guy's yard. Some people say it's landed. The guy who on the call uh say said that it landed um the the officer said he saw a streak through the sky did you see the body cam footage by the way yeah of, and of the streak um, the sky? it looks a lot slower than a normal meteor um it's definitely takes a lot longer to you know it could have just been at a weird angle uh it was burning green so i think that's indicative of nickel so yeah. if it was made of nickel it was burning pretty hot um but there was something tailing it that was following the trajectory in the body cam. If you slow it down, uh, oh, like no it like, almost looks like an orb uh, in no the tail. And uh, it's very, it's very strange. And yeah, the body cam footage, I mean, that, that there, there was definitely at least a meteor, a meteorite, you know? So that's, that's proven. I think we can, we can say, do you think that orb could have been an artifact of the lens? Uh, a lot of people have been looking into that. I think, I mean, I didn't look into it personally. Yeah. Uh, it could be. 
but also a lot of people have done uh, like duotone and negative and you know infrared. And another thing that's really interesting about the body cam footage, people have ran it through their computers and have done infrared on it, and it doesn't show up on infrared, which would mean it's not burning hot. Oh. <laughs> interesting nice, claims. Yeah, that is very interesting. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I like the nickel thing that you just well, it's said. Kind of, That's kind, cool. kind of interesting. Remember in War of the Worlds when he touches it and it's ice cold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this little event, although it wasn't the last thing that happened, right? It was the last thing that we're talking about. And it's a nice way to bundle up all this information on UFOs and aliens. And what an event. Have you heard this guy come out and talk about it yet because the guy who made the recording right the guy who called in 911 i mean he took the tiktok almost immediately yeah um and started you know he started his own channel i can't remember what the fuck it's called though um and he's talking about it he's talking about it he's talking about how uh apparently the police officers when they got to the house yeah uh they went into the backyard and they were recording and something was there and if you if you cruise along like the the Facebook page, forums, uh, Reddit, you find this one particular image that everyone is claiming comes from a police officer that night, or from the the caller themselves. I, mean, I can't. It, it, everyone claims it's from some other source or whatnot. You know what image I'm talking about? Where it's they're, they're showing like the truck and right over the bed of the truck, you can sort of make out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple really, really interesting uh, screenshots from both videos from the, the police side and the, the people who lived in the house. Uh, the cops, I mean, the cops were intrigued. Uh, they were also freaked out when they got there. You could tell because um, I think one of the cops is, I think, on the body cam. I think he's, he's quoted as saying, like, I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said that they saw something fall out of the sky, too. So that's why I'm kind of curious. And he asked, did you see anything land in your backyard? Uh, I think the landing, somebody already debunked that the, the, the circle circular area of the gravel or sand that they allegedly had, uh, somebody went back in Google earth and saw it in March or January. So that landing aspect, uh, could be not too factual. Uh, that might've been something that got muddied up in the game of telephone with them. Um, but I, there was, uh, there are, there were other people in the Vegas metro area that heard booms. You yeah. Know? So it could have been something. I mean, let's face it: if they have the technology, they can ride and you know. I mean, look at look at Heaven's Gate. They thought they believed that there was a <laughs> UFO in the tail uh, of Put a bikes ha- on, bro. Hail Bob! Yeah, get some nice <laughs> decades and run out in this person's backyard. Uh, there's there's so much research being done and scrutiny and picking apart the video footage. Uh, I've watched a ton of it and every single time I've watched at least the cell phone footage from whoever's filming the, like presumably I guess the father and the son that called it in and and everything. Uh, I don't see, you see some movement, but you don't see anything. And that just makes me believe, well, I mean, if it's a highly advanced creature then they can definitely why would they why wouldn't they cloak you know yeah. 
like or at least you can see like a predator you can see like you know different distortions and what you're looking at so this one's everybody's saying so many people are just like hoax 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 uh i think that there's interesting stuff there's the water has been muddied because people were saying oh the cops put cameras there and the some they new did, station, yeah some they new did. stations were saying beforehand which made it look like a conspiracy oh, right off the clip and then yeah. you had to really read they they put temporary after the fact so they can see if yeah. Uh, something happened. So it's, and then there's claims the family disappeared and the kids still posted on TikTok. So it, it's, they didn't disappear. He even said, no, my family didn't get disappeared. You know, like we're, we're still here. We just want, and, but he did say something very strange. We just want to forget about it. We want it to go away. So that huh. brings up the three letter yeah. agencies of probably harassing the shit out of this family. There has been a lot of reports of them in the area, too. Yep. Uh, in that particular area, there are neighbors that are coming forward and saying that, yeah, dude, we're starting to get some weird black cars coming through and, and weird hours of the night knocking on that door. And, and uh, you know, anyways. But, yeah, so it, it did. They did end up putting a camera up in the backyard. The video that I saw, yeah, you do see some movement and you, you sort of see some eye signs. I shine uh, almost. Yeah, it looks like it, 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 it would be indicative of a gray or a tall gray because he did say what, eight to ten feet. They were yeah, saying, he's, and the, but that's not I mean, even the tall grays aren't that tall. No, right. They're they're human size. They're five, six up to possibly seven feet tall, mostly five to six. And the little ones are three to four feet tall. Man, I, I don't know. The, the thing is, is like, yeah, I think. In in one of the in the video I saw I saw like a blink like the thing blinked yeah uh, which was super weird and you kind of look at it and you're like oh man that could be just like a fucking raccoon on top of the 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 truck bed there but at the same time you can sort of see the shape of of the the, the whatever it is head and it's definitely not standing eight to nine feet or eight to ten feet tall at no. that moment unless it's hunched down um, but yet again is this one of those things. Uh, where we're all falling victim to pareidolia, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you, you look at it and it's blurry, just like everything else in, in the world that we deal with. And you sort of see the outline of a of a gray alien's face, which sort of mimics the human face. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's really tough. You know, and I, I really, really do my best to try not to be a victim of pareidolia. Um, it's, but it's tough with that one, man. I don't know. I don't know it. I want to believe it. Like I want to, like really, really bad, but I can't sit here and say hundred percent that I do. I want this to be real. I do. I think that this is. This is one of this could be our generational alien story. This could be, you know, if if anything really comes out from it, hopefully, hopefully this isn't what we get from our generation uh, when it comes to like an alien contact story. Hopefully there's something better that comes along. Uh, but I mean, it, it is what it is. And it's nice taste, dude. I like it. <clears throat> All right, so this is what happened. I know this is kind of awkward, but we're coming back uh, in from the future. 
uh, today is tomorrow. Uh, we actually had some technical difficulties after that last part there, and uh, we called it quits. And uh, then we, well, actually, I'll take that back. We we finished out the episode, and Zencaster sucks, internet sucks, technology sucks, uh, and we lost the whole back end of that episode. Lucky for everyone listening, it was roughly, I'd say, five minutes, not much at all. Um, but I got Dave back with me today to say bye to everybody. Um, unfortunately, we don't know everything that we missed, so we can't reiterate it. I know that the last thing I believe we left off on was um, talking about the aliens. And then I believe Dave had just said something along the lines of uh, the guy posted on TikTok saying that he his family did not get disappeared. I think that's where we left off, and that's pretty far into the conversation. Yeah, that was pretty much at the end uh, of what we were talking about. I think that the the only thing we missed really was us just kind of like our our own thoughts on it. Uh, From what I remember from the the past (laughs) uh, is that I am still on the fence with this uh, with this case. Uh, It's there are possible images and still frames that look like bodies. Uh, one thing I wanted to say that I don't think I got to say because, uh, the internet provider decided to tell us we were not allowed to, um, we got shadow banned in live real time. Uh, maybe, maybe, um, was there was one video that circulated where there was, it, it almost looks like, eyes looking through the fence of um, this property right in front of these people where they were standing. And that would imply that there is a much smaller creature than eight to 10 feet as well. And it was very strange. That was the, that was honestly the most compelling evidence that there could have been something there for me was the movement behind the fence, but who knows? I mean, you're in the desert. I, I don't know exactly where in Las Vegas these people lived. Uh, I mean, I live in a major city and I get coyotes and fox and all that stuff going past my house. So it could have been could have just been a normal, uh, normal critter. Yeah, I believe the truck was right there, too. So, I mean, it could have been just a like you said, a critter jump up on the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know where I left off, but <clears throat> if I reiterate this, I apologize, everybody. I want to believe it. That's the, the, the simple thing is I, I, I want to believe this, but I'm weary, right? Okay. Um, I feel like there's a lot of really cool things that happen when you look at the, the footage from the the cop and then you look at the footage of these people freaking out. Like these, they're legitimately scared people. Like these, these guys were not having a really good night. Um, and when you listen to the 911 call, there's fear there. It's this, this guy's not, I don't, I don't think he's bullshitting. Um, I can't, can't tell you a hundred percent that he was sober. Don't know that. Um, but all in all, I, I want to, I want to believe it. I want to believe this. Um, because this could potentially be our era's big UFO story or big alien story Mm. this this could be it um you know you you look back in the history 
on all the UFO and alien abduction stories. Um, there's honestly not too much that happens in the majority of them. And this is a really good one that's really close to home. And I think that's that's what's so unique and, and really cool about this one is that this one is right here at Home Guard, right? This is American soil. Um, the guy witnessed two alien beings near a craft on his property and freaked out. And at the yep. same time, police officers witnessed uh, something streaking through the sky, supposedly crash landing. Um, I mean, it just has, it has everything. It has everything you need in order for this to become uh, a thing of lore in the future. It's got the alphabet soup boys showing up. Um, the neighbors complain that there's these black vehicles driving by and knocking on the door all the time. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's sexy. I can lie to you. It's definitely got a romantic quality to it. We also have to remember too, Las Vegas is not very far away from Area 51. So it's true. There's true. There's there could be a plethora of things. Uh, uh, I'm not saying something got out, but you know, it's it's there could be a plethora of things and reasons why. Uh, Vegas itself, personally for me, every time I go there, I feel sick. I don't know if it's because of the energy, if it's a negative energy, uh, and there's just lots of, maybe it's the lights, maybe they, but, but more recently too, uh, I believe it was, was it early April or late March, there was a triangular UFO sighting over one of the casinos as well in Vegas. So there's, yeah. there's been some, some activity in Vegas, uh, but I'd like to second what you said about the, this, I forget the kid's name. I believe it starts with an A. I feel like a dick, uh, not remembering <laughs> it, um, but definitely some fear and if there wasn't any if there wasn't fear then this kid is a wonderful actor and they are very good at faking things that are multifaceted from las vegas las vegas metro police department to their own personal stuff so uh this is like you said yeah this could this could be like our flatwoods monster you know our yes our big uh case that we flatwoods monster dover demon I mean, th this has all the the markings of that stuff. I mean, Dover Demon was seen by, I think, two or three different groups of people. Uh, Flatwoods Monster, I, roughly the same, right? Maybe even less. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That is that is a, a good comparison. I like that. You also lot, have actually. bodies claimed to be seen in Brazil with, uh, was it James Fox's new documentary? Yeah. Uh, about the I forget the name of the town um, in Brazil, but they had seen small bodies with eyes and gills and slits. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty compelling story. Uh, check it out if you if you haven't. Uh, there's do you know the name uh, of it? Uh, give me one second. I'll find it. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what else to say here. Um... Uh, yeah. So it was called. Moment of Contact. Oh, moment of contact, moment of contact, that moment of contact, that is, it was the 1996 crash from Virginia, Brazil, Vir Virginia, Brazil. I just did an episode on that. Yep. Yep. I was going to say that sounds really familiar. I watched that, uh, as part of my research for the, uh, the episode. Yeah. Very good stuff. Uh, it was a, uh, British 
British uh, documentary, right? Uh, I believe so. I haven't watched it yet. I would like yeah. to. Um, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Highly recommended it. Uh, I, I I highly recommend it. Sorry. Can't speak today. Uh, highly recommend it to anybody that thought that the Virginia Brazil episode that I did was interesting. I mean, nobody's going to break it down better than that documentary. Honestly, they did a really good job. That's it, everybody. That's all we got. Dave, I got to get going, man. I got to pack and go on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, Lucky. I got to work first. But, yeah, so, Dave, you know, before we head out, go ahead and do the thing where you tell people about your stuff. Go for it. I'll do the thing. There you uh, go. For those of you who have not heard my voice before, I am Declassified Dave. I am one-third of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. I have two other cohorts, Slick Front Sanders and Mystery Mike. Uh, we cover very similar topics to the infinite rabbit hole, conspiracies, cryptids, fringe science, true crime, uh, anything that's uh, weird. And um, if you haven't listened to us, check us out. Uh, you can find everything from our social media links to our video portions, merchandise, blogs, all the episodes uh, at www.hushhushsociety.com. Nice, dude. Well, Dave, I'd like to extend one more thanks to you, man. Uh, you're a trooper, dude. You come on the show all the time for me. I really do appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm in the past, the present, the future, and <laughs> we'll always make it work. <laughs> well, we'll see how big you get. We may, we, we may get too small over here in the infinite rabbit hole for you. Oh. But uh, all right. Yeah, that's that's it, everybody. Uh, sorry for the awkward ending, but it is what it is. You get what you get. And uh, hopefully we put together something for you. Technology sucks. Yeah, technology does suck. Does absolutely suck. Um, let's see. What did I, how did I end it? Oh, that's right. Um, so for everybody listening in today, uh, stay tuned. I just made the decision today uh, to change the format one more time, slightly more of a release schedule. So we're going to start dropping episodes every Friday again. I've got enough built up. I was just looking at it today and I was like, why am I doing this so sporadically? And I'll just drop them on Fridays for everybody like we used to um, and enjoy. So there's that, everybody. Hopefully, you know, you guys appreciate that and get to enjoy it. Uh, next week, we'll be diving into the world of the Woo Bigfoot, going into Bigfoot Mind Speak and the world of Carter Bushard. Uh, who's been on this show twice already, back-to-back -back episodes back in January of 2021. Uh, I only know that because uh, <laughs> I had manipulated the schedule to where this episode was releasing on my birthday. It's a Bigfoot episode. I had to, had to put it out on my birthday. Um, so Carter Bushard comes back for back another back-to-back -back set. Uh, and then after that, after that, after that, after that, we will do the next documentary series, which I announced at the end of the last one, which was, which was the Philadelphia experiment. Um, yep. Aquatic ape theory, everybody. Oh, Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, sea monkey. Sea monkey. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was. I went into this a little ignorant. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, didn't really, I thought this was more of a, a proof of mermaids. It wasn't. This is a 
entire rewrite to the history of humankind. Um, and a lot of it really, really makes sense. It really does. It's, it's kind of stupid how uh, obvious some of this stuff is. Like, I can't say that I'm 100% a believer, but it makes a very compelling case. And, and I know you guys are going to enjoy that. But that's going to be from this point, from when you're listening to it, it's going to be three Fridays. So it's already done. It's already recorded. It's already uh, edited and everything else. But I got to get this episode out because this one's time sensitive. And then Carter did me a huge favor by coming on and talking about some really cool stuff. Uh, so I want to do him a solid and get his episodes out there as, as quick as I can. And that's it, everybody. Uh, Dave, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. You got you to do it. You have to. See you later, guys. There it is. I would like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Please make sure to give us a follow and one of those beautiful five-star ratings on your podcast player of choice. If you would like to join the conversation and stay up to date on all things Infinite Rabbit Hole, head on over to Facebook and search for the Infinite Rabbit Hole Facebook group. You'll know it's us when you see the logo. If you would like to help contribute to the cause, there are a few ways to do so. First, head on over to anchor.fm forward slash infinite rabbit hole and click on the subscribe button where for $5 a month you'll get access to all our old episodes that will never see the free spotlight ever again. It's horrible stuff, but if you're into that kind of thing, then go check it out. Second, head on over to infiniterabbithole.com and click on the IRH merch shop tab and grab yourself a sweet t-shirt, sticker, or whatever else you see that you wouldn't mind owning. Until next time, travelers, I'm Jeremy, and I'll see you at the next fork in the path of the infinite rabbit hole. Bye.